0: Welcome to Innovation Alchemy with the Adams. I'm Adam Fry. And I'm Adam Castle. And today we had the pleasure of interviewing one of our Scale Up 5 members from cohort six of our award winning Scale Up Accelerator program powered by Libro Credit Union in partnership with Invest Windsor Essex. That's right. This is just one conversation in the series where we're going to be talking with all of our scale ups from this year's cohort about who they are, how they exist, and what they've started to create with their business. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Innovation Alchemy. My name is Adam Castle. And my name is Hizzy Kustre. And today we're talking with the amazing Vesna Spatafora, founder and CEO of Real Outline, one of our scale up companies in the 2022 version of the Scale Up Accelerator Program. Vesna, welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here today.
0: Yeah, we're so excited to talk to you about your business and all of the things you've been building at Real. Uh, I know we've been working together for a while now, so I'm excited to share your story, sort of, with our our listening audience.
2: Vesa, I'm going to start us off with a question about your journey into entrepreneurship. Tell us
1: about your career path and what led you to Real Outline. So my first exposure to entrepreneurship started when I was working at acute care in my early years as a pharmacist, and I was working on the mental health unit. And I recognized quickly that patients needed more education after discharge. So what I did was in collaboration with an outpatient health unit, we created a program where patients were able to see a pharmacist after discharge for a period of eight weeks. And it was an ongoing program with eight-week rotations, and they would visit with the pharmacist at this outpatient clinic. We go over medications, chronic disease management, and that was my first exposure. And then my career path is, includes I went to Wayne State University in Detroit, Michigan. I worked in Detroit as a pharmacist initially and then transitioned over to Canada, and now it's been 28 years, working in community and in hospital pharmacy. And today I'm building a technology uh, solutions to incorporate clinical services into pharmacy practice.
0: That's fantastic. So tell us first, actually, you know what, go Warriors, because Wayne State, uh, also an alumni there. <laughs> Second, tell us a little bit about Real Line, what you're creating, and, and what was sort of the problem that you decided to solve in this case?
1: Okay, so Real is Recognize, Educate, Empower, and Learn. And we're a technology startup company, and we're building technology solutions to help pharmacists with patients' health journeys. We want to streamline the entire documentation system, workflows, focus on patient centricity, and diversify income. And the problem that we're solving is pharmacists love to perform clinical services, provide education to patients, but in our busy day, it's impossible to make that time. So using Real, pharmacists are going to be able to complete clinical services in a shorter duration of time and perform more efficient and effective medication reviews and other clinical services.
0: That's great. So explain to us a little bit, you know, pharmacies now have this ability in Ontario, especially to do all of these incredible things for patients, Um, maybe things that people don't even know about. Uh, How has that sort of change, right? You're taking on so much more responsibility as pharmacists. And so really with real, you're trying to unlock additional time so that you can perform these, these things. What are some of the the services now that you can get at a pharmacy that you weren't able to get even five years ago?
1: Yeah. So for sure, there's so many services. There's cardiovascular coaching. um, In different provinces, they're doing respiratory coaching, such as for asthma care. Uh, In Ontario, we're going to be starting minor ailment prescribing in the new year. There's medication reviews, diabetic reviews, and really is incorporating all these services under one umbrella and being able to incorporate all the services into our daily workflow and use Using Real, you'll be able to perform double the amount of services than you do without using Real, because we have in- integrated all the mandatory paperwork in the back ends. All the workflows are there to help guide the pharmacist, and it's also focusing on patient centricity.
0: Very cool. So it sounds like really, you know, when you're going into your pharmacy as a patient today, that experience that you're getting is going to be completely transformed by what Real is able to provide.
1: Yes, it's going to be more engaging, interacting, it's customizable. Yes. So the experience for patients is more engaging, interacting, and customizable. And at the same time, it's helping to guide the pharmacist, but we're involving the patient in the circle of care. Patients are able to identify their goals and work together with their pharmacist to be able to achieve their their goals by using action plans.
0: That sounds like a really exciting thing to bring to market, and I'm so excited to see more of it.
1: I'm actually curious, Vesna, how did you come up with this idea? So I... From all my years of experience of working in hospital and in community pharmacies, I've recognized the same gap. And the gap is that patients don't really understand the rationale for taking multiple medications for one chronic condition. A lot of times patients would say to me, well, I don't feel high blood pressure. I don't feel high blood sugar. So I stopped taking my medication. So this is where I found an opportunity. And I wanted to improve, help improve patient outcome, improve patient adherence, but at the same time, how can pharmacists be able to perform better or more efficient services so patients would have a better outcome? And, and it was basically because of the, la- the lack of knowledge that patients have with all the medications and the, even the, the lack of knowledge of how one condition is comprised of multiple smaller conditions.
2: Well, having aging parents, I can certainly understand that they have a pharmacy just within their own homes with all of the medications they have to take. So it's really something, this is absolutely fantastic. But what would you say has been your biggest lesson in going through this journey?
1: So my biggest lessons um, going through the journey of entrepreneurship includes that you know when you find an opportunity, you want to evaluate your opportunity. you want to design a plan, you want to research your idea. you want to be familiar with your industry. you should know your industry. You should know your weaknesses and your strengths. Uh, take advice from others because you can learn from advice. Take criticism, find mentors, build your network and finding mentors can also help create new business opportunities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mentorship is really, really helpful, and I know that's a big part of what we've been doing through the Scale Up program. You know, you're one of these five companies uh, that that are through this accelerator program this year. How has ScaleUp been helping you to really prepare for what comes next for your business? Because you're on the cusp of launching into market, and there is so much work going on behind the scenes now. How sort of ScaleUp been helping to to support
1: that? Well, Scale ScaleUp has been wonderful. They've been helping us with finding us the right mentors, resources, coaches. And that is with every aspect of the business, and also scale up has also helped our team become more organized in the sense that we were able to identify our key um, performance indicators and our milestones, and helps and they also help keep us on track as we do our you know weekly check ins. So it's been a really nice experience.
0: Which is helpful because you have put together an enormous team to help work on this with you. How many people are on your advisory and team with you? So
1: there's about 10 of us and about eight of them are pharmacists. We have a CFO as well and we have a CTO, and cybersecurity specialist. And I've known these team members for years. Some of them I've worked in my early years in pharmacy. Some of them I went to school with and... Honestly, I feel very um, lucky to have such an amazing team that we can all work together and each one specializes in their own specific area. Of specialty with clinical pharmacy services.
0: Yeah. I mean, having sat in on some of your, your calls with the teammates, uh, it's always a humbling experience with how much passion is in the room around you and, and the way you've sort of assembled this incredible group of, of human beings and mostly women as well, I noticed, which yes. is really interesting.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, I would have to say um, that was just, you know, how did that happen? I don't even know, but it's, it is mainly women. Um, our CTO is a male. Our accountant is a male. We have an editor as a male, but We do have an amazing team, and um, I feel that uh, it's it's a team that we can all depend on each other as well.
2: Absolutely. I love how open you are to bringing other people in and getting advice from people, but what would you say is the worst advice that you've received as an entrepreneur?
1: So the worst advice I could say is um, when someone just tells you that just follow your passion. If you're passionate about it, just just follow that. I think passionate is... Extremely important feature, but it needs to be integrated with your knowing your industry. Yeah. Be aware of your um, weaknesses and your, and your strengths, and integrating all those features together and having that passion is really, really vital.
0: Yeah, it helps to sort of, you know, funnel things, funnel that passion into certain areas, right? right? It's yes. not enough just to have it on its own. You got to really focus into it and make sure that you're, you're putting your energy into the right types of things with your business.
1: Yes, for sure. Because, you know, you can be passionate for a lot of different things, but, you know, having an industry and having that opportunity and evaluating that opportunity is what needs to be integrated along with the passion. Yeah. Vesa, what would you say is some of the
2: best advice you've gotten as an entrepreneur?
1: I would say invest in your team, take a leap from your comfort zone, be able to adopt to changing market needs as you're growing your company, and don't let criticism make your choices. I love that,
2: especially the adopt to change. So many people are afraid of change, but if if you want to be an entrepreneur, that's a key factor.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can't be too married to your ideas. You got to be able to be fluid with them and, and able to sort of maneuver them. But also I like that idea that you don't let the criticism dictate everything. Mm-hmm. It's important to look for patterns and not for those outliers. There's always going to be people that give you feedback that may not be helpful. Um, if they're not your customer, you're probably not going to take that information. So right. looking at those patterns are important.
1: Yeah. And you know what? With Real Outline, we're building our, our modules for, you know, for all pharmacies across Canada. And we're, you know, going to grow as the scope of pharmacy expands as well. So just having that, you know, ability to be able to scale mm-hmm. and grow as our, as the, as the scope of pharmacy changes.
0: Yeah. You keep things flexible, right? So that way you're able to sort of maneuver the way the market's shifting and, and the way sort of the responsibilities are going for our pharmacists as yes. well. Yeah. Fantastic.
2: Thank you. So what are some tools or resources or
1: even books that you've used that have helped you? So one of the resources that I did is I took an entrepreneurship uh, course. It was called Entrepreneurship 101 Through Mars Discovery. And I found that extremely helpful. It's not a very difficult course, but it talks about every aspect of the business. And then you have an opportunity to listen to cases uh, from other entrepreneurs that have been successful and some do's and don'ts. you know. And so that was very interesting. And then also another book that I've read and I recommend is Building Your Dream Network by J. Kelly Hoey. And that was a book that I uh, received from an attend, uh, from attending an event from WeTech.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You did attend, it was, like the, I believe, a power panel event. Yes, yes, a power um, panel. And you were one of the winners of the book as yes, well. Yes, yes, I was. So when
1: I received this book, I thought, okay, I, I should read this book. And some of the key takeaways that I got, even from the book and even from that conference, was that, you know, building your network is so important. And the follow-up after you build your network or when, you can, when you're making these connections with people is to do that follow-up. Even if it's just a simple one-liner email back, it's just connecting and, you know, and continuing the conversation and even if it doesn't land you anything in initially, just keeping those doors open and connecting with people and conversations going, you don't know where that's gonna to lead to.
0: That's uh that's interesting to me because when I think about you and as an entrepreneur, you are all about building in that network and creating collaborations and building bridges. Uh so it's really neat to see that you sort of pull that from from your uh your experience there. Yes.
1: Network uh, networking is huge, just having that network, you know, and and not being afraid to just call people and just, just start a conversation and then just build relationships early on knowing that or not knowing that where those relationships may land you in the future.
0: Oh, for sure. We're even seeing that now too from a funding perspective uh, where, you know, traditionally it's been create a pitch deck and pitch us your, you know, 10 slides that everyone else has for the last 10 years. What we're seeing now is that investors are looking more for relationships. Can they develop these really deep relationships with the, the folks that they're investing in and can they believe in the teams uh, that they're providing funding for? And so um, that's a big way to, to get funding right now as well, especially in this pandemic and uh, as we enter into this recession, it's all about creating those relationships. So really interesting to see.
1: Yeah, it's exciting too.
0: Awesome. Uh, In terms of a a shameless plug for WeTech for E101, it's actually a program that's on offer to all of our clients. Uh, They all get free access to it through Mars. And we're also launching our own uh, program called Startup Foundations that'll be launching early in the new year that really focuses in on on how to assess market, uh, how to take a look at those opportunities and how to sort of shape your idea into a business model. Uh, so that's coming down the pipe and, and oh, there's going to be exciting. more information on the website oh, for that.
1: Yes. Yeah. Keep me posted. That's very exciting.
0: We certainly will. Well, Vesna, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you coming in and chatting with us. Best of luck on your pitch in December for ScaleUp and uh, we can't wait to see how you grow this business.
1: Yes, thank you so much and thank you for having me again today. Thank you. Thanks, Vesna.
0: Such an interesting conversation to have with Vesna. I know sitting with these incredible entrepreneurs, thinking about the journeys that they've taken and the work that they put into their their businesses and their ventures, uh, it's so inspiring, isn't it, Susie?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I love this idea that Vesna's come up with because, in a way, it's so simple, mm-hmm. right? And as the best ideas are. And it just it just makes so much sense. That's why I really wanted to know how she came up with this because yeah. it's a it's a different path, but yet so simple.
0: When we get to sit in on her uh, her advisory meetings and, and meet with her team, it's always amazing to see the folks that are around the table because they've lived and breathed the problem that they're solving in pharmacare. Um, and because it's becoming such a bigger problem as they see more patients, and we've got aging populations in Canada, um, it's so cool to see the way they're solving this problem. And And I really do think it's going to be uh, something to watch over the next little bit as a, a really r- great rising company in Windsor-Essex.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I don't know if you've been to a pharmacy recently, but it's a crazy long wait and it's they are they are a run out of yeah. <laughs> So anything that could save them time and give the customers more uh, information, mm. more knowledge and better customer service, I was fantastic.
0: If you're interested in learning more about the resources that Vesna had mentioned today during the cast, you can check out those resources inside the toolbox at wwwwetech alliancecom podcasts for more information. Now, listeners, you may have noticed that on the Scale Up podcast, I'm with a different co-host, Adam Fry, not with me. We actually have Susie Kustra here. Susie is our manager of programs and client engagement, and we are so excited to have her on the WeTech team. She joined us this past July at WeTech Alliance, and we've been really enjoying having her around. Susie, welcome to the team, and welcome as the official first other host, other than Adam Fry, as, uh, as the host to Innovation Alchemy with me. Thanks, Adam. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely, Susie. Tell our listeners a little bit about your background because you've had an incredible career. Thank you. I
2: uh started uh my career um when I graduated from university in uh, with a degree in business and my focus was really marketing and I started my career in marketing, I think as marketing coordinator and just kind of worked my way up uh 25 years as a, eventually became director of marketing for a, a large uh, manufacturer in the electrical industry and I um I was that was a just a wonderful I mean, really a wonderful career, but when that ended, I just really felt like I had done everything that I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. and uh, both in marketing and the corporate world, which had drained me a little (laughs) bit. Fair enough. So I, I really felt like it was just time for something different. My life was going through changes as well, so I kind of moved from the GTA back to Windsor, moved next door to my parents, uh, which was an, another experience <laughs> oh, for like another an adventure. Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, but really, it was just uh, you know I I went to work for an organization here in Windsor, a nonprofit, mm-hmm. and ran a, a program for uh, immigrant women. And I just loved it. It was like just giving back to the community, being able to share all that knowledge that I had Mm -hmm. accumulated over those 25 years. And um, so that kind of started uh, my second career (laughs) in like kind of like program management. And then the opportunity at, at WeTech came here and uh, to come here. And it was, I thought, oh, that would just be perfect to kind of ha- marry my background in business. And and I've always felt like I was an entrepreneur at heart. I'd mm-hmm. like had multiple businesses, you know, side hustles, as yeah, we call yeah. them now, right? Um, and so I, I thought, yeah, I would just love to help entrepreneurs kind of in their journey, right? Be a part of it.
0: So here I am. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you filling in for Adam Fry. And I think we may have a third co-host on this show as a permanent fill-in because uh, the conversations we've been having were great. And our clients are so lucky to be able to tap into that marketing expertise that you have, especially in that business to business space. Um, it's so crucial. And there's so many different things to think about and consider. Uh, so just great to have you as a resource on board.
2: Well, like I said,
0: I'm happy to be here. And that's it for us, Susie. My name is Adam Castle. And I'm Susie Kustra. Thanks for listening to Innovation Alchemy. We'll see you on the next one. fantastic
1: how was that was that okay
0: yeah oh, it was, yeah, it was really awesome good. yeah, yeah. Okay. really that was yeah it's
2: like so susie finally I... got her stuff together so yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, God, I, I sucked Jesus. at the last one i did, did you? this one was this
0: one was still wouldn't host. get a
2: call back if it was an audition but you know
0: <laughs> we will tell adam that he's no longer on the show though <laughs> That'll upset him deeply.
1: Okay, That's great. You. See you next then. week. You
0: can come back next week. We'll record another one with you. Are we? No. Oh, I'm going
1: to do this again? Yeah.
0: No, not at all. This is great. Less painful than you thought it would be, though, oh my right? Oh, gosh. Yes, it was less <laughs> painful. Yes, for sure. It was
1: good. I'm glad that I did it. It's done. Ooh, I forgot to turn the lights on. What? Oh, no. oh. I hope I sounded okay on there. Oh, yeah, this was great.